Welcome to the Audiobook Lovin' Podcast, discussing all things audiobooks with the authors that write the stories and the narrators that perform them. Brought to you by Viviana, Enchantress of Books. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Season 4, Episode 22 of the Audiobook Lovin' Podcast. Today, we're having a threesome, and I'm chatting with author Piper and Jack Davenport. Thank you guys for both being here today with me. I appreciate you. How are you guys doing? Great. Thank you for having us. We feel very welcome. Thank you. It's nice to be here. Yeah, it's great. I I love that you guys were, you know, hyped to be here and things like that. And and again, we do write romance. So the whole concept of threesome is like, duh. (laughs) Right? Yeah, right. (laughs) Exactly. Usually not this early, but uh, yeah, sure. You know, I'll do some stretching. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is going to be fun. (laughs) Why don't we start by having you guys tell us a little bit about yourselves, how long you've been writing, and how you guys got started. Piper, want to go first? Okay, so I released my first book in 2010, and I it was an accident. <laughs> I actually started writing under my real name, and uh, I had just read a really bad romance book, and I thought, I can do better than that. I had a friend who had been bugging me for years, you need to write. She was a big Christian author at the time. And I didn't want to really write for the Christian market because I like sex. I love (laughs) reading sex. But Jack was a pastor at the time. So I decided to, to write. And then, you know, he and, and this friend encouraged me to kind of take the sex out of the books and see if I could still write clean, but not squeaky because, we were working with the youth at the time and maybe we could see if we could keep them a little bit cleaner. So I did. It was also a bit of a challenge to focus on story, you know, right. like make sure that it's, it's not the sizzle of the sex that's selling, but the, the stake of the story because she's such a good storyteller. Right. So I released my first book in 2010. I had lost my job in 2009 when everything crashed. And so Jack had really encouraged me to kind of, you know, focus on the writing. Cause I just couldn't find another job. And so I released my first book and it just took off. And, um, I actually made New York times under that name. And <laughs> in 2014, I got frustrated. Cause I really, I really like writing sex and I love reading it. So I was like, um, and I was getting frustrated with the Christians. The, I actually had somebody reach out and tell me how many times I said shit, how many times I said ass, how many times I said damn it in a story, because they said your stuff isn't actually that clean. So I, so Jack said, right, that's it. Just write under a pen name. I'm like, fine, what's my name going to be? And he said, Piper Davenport. <laughs> <laughs> so my- it was it was honestly as quick as that i mean i think i walked in the room and you know i was like just use a pen name you know just that way you don't cross the streams if you want to write filthy dirty write filthy dirty just you know just keep it out of the the clean pool that you have so so wit- witness was the very first thing i wrote yeah. with sex and it was a novella i wrote it in less than a month i put it up and it sold immediately and i'm like oh Okay. So for about six months to a year, I was writing under both names Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it was like really, and I released under Tracy, I, I released under, uh, like two versions. So I would do a sweet version and a sexy version. 
and people were getting pissed off because they were accidentally getting the 18 plus version, you know, because people don't actually read the disclaimers. Right. <laughs> they just go and they buy the book. So I said, forget it. I don't want to write under Tracy anymore. I want to write under Piper exclusively. And I was like, um, but I had been talking to a friend cause I said, I don't know what to do. I'm New York times under Tracy. And she goes, so just write, just put everything on the book. Um, New York times, bestselling author, Tracy Jane Jackson, writing as Piper Davenport. I'm like, you can do that. I didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> She's like, authors do it all the time. I'm like, Oh my God, that solves all of my problems, you know, because nobody actually cares. You know, it's like nobody, nobody gives a shit. That's not your real name. (laughs) (laughs) It's been on there. Like nobody knows that that's even it's on every single book and nobody ever goes, your name's Trace. Your real name's Trace. Like nobody has ever asked me, even though it's been on every single book for 10 years. So (laughs) I'm like, okay. So we did that and I moved exclusively into Piper and I've just never looked back. I mean, I've been doing this, you know, for 13 years now and um, about six or seven years ago, because Jack would help me with scenes and things like that. And um, I'm like, you're so, I mean, he's a songwriter. So of course he'd be good at writing. There's, there was never any question of that. I'm like, I'm not always great with the action scenes. And I'm like, how, how can I write this better? So it doesn't sound stupid, (laughs) you know? And he's like, okay, well, you know, do this or whatever. I'm like, you really need to do that. And sometimes he'd help me because he's so funny. He is the funniest person alive. So I'm like, oh my God, that's so, I, I, I'd be laughing as he's like, you know, walking away as a drive-by joke, you know, <laughs> and like, I'm like, oh my God, this is awesome. I'm like, you need to write. So we went on a cruise, we went on a book splash cruise and, um, with a bunch of other authors and readers, which is fantastic. It was so much fun. And he talked to another male author who, um, just, you know, he, he sat, they became friends and he, you know, he inspired him to kind of write. So on the plane ride home, Jack wrote his first 8,000 words on this tiny little like iPad. Mm. Um, and then we co-wrote this rock star book, this drummer book, because we're both drummers. So we wrote this rock star book together. So those are the first two books that we ever co-wrote together. And that's how he got started. And then he quit his job seven years ago. And we've kind of never looked back. I'm like, just quit your job. It's killing you anyway. We don't really need your income. So just quit it. Just write full time with me. And so he has been, you know, it's been great. So um, then I started writing um, Piper exclusively and he started writing with me and um, you know, we've made USA Today. And so it's just kind of that dream a partnership. And we kind of do everything together now. Which is adorable and cute, by the way. Uh- <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah. I but I love like that you guys support like- each other, too, though. That's uh, the biggest thing is that you guys seem to be each other's biggest fans. Oh, oh we totally sure. are. We're totally codependent. <laughs> <laughs> don't see i like to joke we're just morphing into one mega person you know we're just we we we, we've shared a brain since about the day we met really oh yeah 
for sure. Our souls have known each other. Uh, uh, we have a, a friend that likes to say, you guys were fucking in the cosmos. Like, <laughs> pre-Big Bang, your shit bumped yeah. into each other. You have known each <laughs> other a long time. And, you yeah. know, I, I like that. I like that concept. That is, Me that's too. great. Yeah. Well, you guys be writing romance, do you guys um, mind sharing how you guys became a couple and, and met maybe? that? What was your meet cute like? For you guys yeah our, our meet cute is is really strange because we were born about six thousand miles apart and i i come from the san francisco bay area in a town called uh, fremont which is about midway between san jose and san francisco so real bedroom community suburban city really kind of ideal ideal place to grow up in the the 80s and just you know ride your bike around town and stay out until the streetlights came on kind of life. And uh, she was 6,000 miles away in New Zealand. I was born in Bay, um, New Zealand. Yeah. Yep. Wow. She's a Kiwi. Yeah. You wouldn't know <laughs> by her little California girl accent, but um, so, th so we really, that th this is why we say we were destined to meet. So I, I bring all that up to say we met on the verge of me, I was 19 years old, about to turn 20, like a week away from turning 20, couple weeks. And we met on the street that I grew up on at a mutual friend's uh, house. Um, my, my friend picked her up. We were, we were going to a, a, like a, this hippie Bible study that I was uh, involved with that me and a lot of my friends were involved with in the the 90s, early 90s, where we, we had a big warehouse and five of us lived in it and we built showers and a kitchen. And it was this real, you know, real bachelor kind of thing. But then every Sunday night, we'd roll up the doors and have a big Jesus sing along hippie fest because that's what we were uh, both Piper and I were, you know, brought into the church she she was raised in it i i was came in as a teenager and that was like something we were really passionate about trying to love you know love forgiveness feeding the poor we were really into all that stuff the rest of it we could really hang out to dry but but uh we were looking for that so she she was getting a ride to that and we got picked up and i saw her and went I'm sorry, who are you? And my best friend said, oh, this is Tracy. She's a drummer. And I went, well, she's going to have to marry me. <laughs> and uh -huh. so there's scrawny little 19-year-old me trying to impress this. I mean, she was a couple years older and it was just like, oh, she's established. She's got a car. She, <laughs> you know, she has, she knows how to balance her checkbook you know and i was just this uh, barely you know almost homeless 19 year old and uh I, but i i was determined she would be mine i would 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 uh, i had to know her I, I just had to and and i literally said hey i would just love to get to know you more could we could we get together you know just talk it seems like we have some common interests and she was like, yeah, sure. And I whipped out my appointment book and I was like, so how about Saturday? Giant, she was like, those giant day planners. Yeah. And this <laughs> giant day planner. Like I would go to like Amway meetings and self-helps. Like I was trying to do anything, church, self-help, anything I could do to not end up like the, the criminals and outlaws and weirdos that I was raised by and around. I was looking for 
structure. I was raised in the wild and she was, she had her shit together and she was fucking gorgeous and she was funny. And she said, yes, she's, you know, she was petrified. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Saturday. And I said, great, let's, let's, you know, get something to eat, see a movie. And she said, okay, but it's not a date. It's not a date. And I'm like, oh, loud and clear, loud and clear. My little, you know, mulleted ass is, is backing up. Not a date. I said, pick the movie. She picked the Mel Brooks movie. And I was like, let, please marry me. Please, 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 please marry me. And uh, yeah, we saw the movie. We laughed. We went out for pie for four hours afterwards. Talked about everything i mean she was like i'm i'm telling you things i've never told anybody this is in and then we went back what sealed the deal is we went back to the little church that i was working at this little piss poor church on a street in hayward this little salvation army church and uh i, I had the keys i was the youth pastor let myself in we went into the little chapel and we sang together sang the worship songs uh, yeah i had my guitar I had a list. It. I had made a list when I was 15 years old because I was living in New Zealand and I hated everything about New Zealand. I wanted to get back to America somehow. And I'd made a list. And my list was I needed a man with long hair. His hair had to be longer than mine. He had to have blue eyes. I wanted him to have blonde hair, but the most important thing was he had to have blue eyes. He had to hate skinny women. He had to be a drummer. More that was the most important thing was he had to be a drummer. I I actually, when I moved back to the States, I started taking drum lessons, not because I wanted to learn how to play, but because I wanted to be able to know, I wanted to know how to set up and tear down my husband's kit. But in the process, I actually learned how to play, which was, you know, interesting. And I, I found out that I enjoyed it a little bit. <laughs> I'm not a good player, but I can kind of hold a beat for a little while. And I can certainly set up and tear down his kit, which was funny because I ended up roadieing for him. <laughs> 25 years. <laughs> And, um, and I wanted him to be able to play another instrument because I sang. So I was like, it would be great if he could play something else. So when she says list, this was a literal written list. Yes. (laughs) And so we met and it's funny because we're not a part of the church anymore. So it was like funny because we go, oh my God. If it were now, I wonder if we would meet because we obviously had to go through the Jesus part of our lives in order to meet so we could come together and then get out of the Jesus part of our lives in order to, you know, I mean, we had to, it was destined. We had to be together. There was nobody else for us. Yeah. Yes. I love that. And, and I'm thankful to what whatever got us here. You know, I'm I'm uh, yeah. I, I love it all. I'm I'm a romantic. You know, it's it's funny because she dragged me into romance writing, but yeah. I dragged her into romanticism. In yeah. fact, when when we first got together, you know, I was making grand gestures, and she was like, "Hey, totally appreciate it. I'm into it. I actually like it more than I would normally like it." But just so you know, I'm not really a romantic and i was like oh cool yeah i hear that you're gonna have to fucking get over that because i'm about to romanticize the ass off of you and um and i bent her to my will and (laughs) um i i got through her frozen little heart yeah i didn't like it at first i thought it was weird yeah well when you're not used to something right and yeah. or, or you've been told that that's not how things really are in life um yeah. you, you kind of go like okay mm-hmm. or or the worst yeah he's only doing this for the very beginning of the relationship it's not going to continue right right right, right. Yeah. yeah 
There was a lot of there was I think there was some of that. Also, just like we're we both have a really high bullshit meter. You know, it it pings pretty, you know, pretty easily. And sometimes it's like, what are you hiding? I think that was more her thing. First of all, you don't make grand gestures in New Zealand. That's just that would be (laughs) tacky, you know, which fair enough. We're Americans. We do things the way we do them. But grand gestures, you're lucky to get a hug from some people. Like, it's not, that's not how they roll. So there's a little of that cultural thing that she was still getting used to. And then part of it is like, what are you hiding? It's like nothing. I just, you know, like, for instance, the first official date that we had, because, again, I was broke and had nothing. I just invited her over and cooked for her. You know, I was like, let me, you know, what what kind of food do you like? She told me and I cooked. and, And that's how I like to love people is cook for them. So. I cooked and then we, you know, I just had this room, this little room, a bed on the floor. Oh, God, it was horrible. And uh, but I turned out the lights and I glued a billion uh, glow in the dark stars on the the ceiling. And so it was just like, yeah, let's see it under the stars, you know, and it was just like, you know, corny, stupid. (laughs) Oh, and she was just like, I like this, but is he going to is my head going to be in a freezer? Like what? You know. And I just kept pursuing her and we just I mean it was it was quick but it's seven seven months later we were engaged in a year pretty much a year after we met we were married uh I just turned 21 years old and that was yeah. you know so almost 30 years ago wow uh, and the rest yeah, is history <laughs> It's so strange yeah. to think of it that, that it's that long because I still feel like we're those those two, uh, you know, just mushy kids that are, tr- tr- you know, trying to invent. I was a musician at the time. I, I mean, still am, obviously. I, I, I do my thing. But at the time, that, that was my passion. It was what my chosen career was. That's what I was doing, trying to do it full time, mm-hmm. working day jobs, you know, to keep her um, you know, I mean, I had a family now. I had a wife. So, was, you know, did everything I could by day, but by weekends and nights pursuing music. And she was right there by my side. She's missed two shows, I think. And I, and I was gigging multiple times a week for 25 years. Plus, you know, sometimes I was a singer in this band. I was the guitar player. I was the drummer a lot, you know, the, and then producing music. I have a recording studio in our house. She's had music up her nose is the day she met me literally and she's always just said bring it on but what do you got great awesome she loves it and so when she decided to start writing i was like great finally i get to support you doing your passion whatever you need set up at a signing go to a signing with you give you time to write whatever it was i was more than happy to, to return the favor after, you know, so many years of her doing that for me. And I'll stop talking. <laughs> no, it's great. No, I think that the, the story itself, it, it kind of showcases where you guys have continued to be in each other's lives and how supportive you both are to with each other, which is a key, huge key and factor in keeping oh. your relationship going in the right direction. Yeah, <laughs> you know, for sure. I, I understand uh, to some degree when people say, oh, wow, you work with your wife. I could never work with my wife. I, I want to understand it. But to be honest, I, I go, well, if you can't work with your wife, 
how is she your wife? Like, that's yeah, all life is, is work. It. Like, yeah. what we do is a dream and it's make believe and we can't believe we get to do it, but it is work. Everything worth doing is work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, golf takes work. And if you're one of those people that's really into golf, you're going to work at it. So I don't understand that. Like, you know, I want to have a good relationship with my wife. Well, that means I should try to do everything with her and, and see what, what really sticks. You know, I didn't expect this at all i always liked writing but being a romance novelist was not on my list of things to do that day let alone become my my you know my career my my passion so how do we get there though because again men are not usually writing in this genre i think it's the past maybe five or six years they've either come out of the closet as being male authors right that write in romance or they are now trying to, and there's also other genres. I mean, when you put that, you know, pen to the to the you know the pad at the at, for the first time, did you think romance or were you thinking let's do a thriller or sci-fi? And they're like, nah, you know, how did that come into? He wanted, it? he wanted to write a hitman book. That's true. Mm-hmm. I still do. Yeah, it's still, it's still in and there somewhere. Hitman, hitman book don't books don't sell. So I'm like, write a biker book because I I love my, my MCs are my life. Like I love my MCs, and I'm still in my MC world. And um, so it's picking up steam. It's yeah, it solved a lot of problems for him. So he did. He turned minus was going to be a hitman book, and it became a a biker book. And so it. Uh, solved a lot of issues for him and um so he he wrote minus i think eventually he will he's got a story um that he it's actually a really great idea so once we things calm down and we get our project sorted then i think he'll write this hitman book um but i think he see he has to write everything has to be some form of romance okay because i think romance is the genre well i mean there's there's so many different genres out there i mean yeah and that's the thing that you could do the hitman and, and have it be like the thrillers and the even i mean like right now in horror is being extra popular kind of thing right but yeah. if romance yeah. but if romance your thing right because you're the romantic guy it that's just it. It, it might be easier and make more sense and you can still have a romance a romance with a hitman it's been done <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. It, my my I think the way I think about things, because like Piper said, how how I got involved in the first place was she would read things to me. I'd come downstairs and she'd go, Oh, I want to read you something, something she's excited about. And she'd she'd especially once she started writing MC, that was like, you know, she did the first three that are the the Guardian series, uh, Witness Justice Spotlight. And then she she started doing MC. And that's when she really just started getting lost in being Piper Davenport, writing in that voice, really letting herself free. And so she'd, she'd you know, read me a lot of things. And, you know, again, being born around actual outlaws, bikers, dopers, gun runners, all sorts of unsavory and savory characters. I, I saw the, the the loving side of these people with their families and the people they would protect. And I also saw very scary sides of these people. And, you know, yeah. she'd say something and I'd say, a biker would never say that or say this. That's funnier. Eh, twist that. It's a little sexier. You know, you might feel like you're holding back there. And, and like she said, she'd go, why don't you just do this with me. I'm like, because that's not what I do. That's what you do. I have the recording studio and I do this and I, you know, 
So she she was like, well, okay, but you know, you could do it. And I was like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> and 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 I definitely thought, well, if I was going to write, it wouldn't be wrong because again, that's her thing. I didn't want to step on her thing, but once she just said, look, you've got to do this, and I, I was burnt out at what I was doing, and it. You know, I fine. And and once I was in, though, I was in with both feet. And like she said, you know, talking to people, other people in the industry and saying, OK, well, how what, how could I do this? And and people being brutally honest, you brought this up about saying, look, this is this is a female don- dominated industry. You can go about this a couple different ways. You can write as under a female pen name. And you'll sell more. And I said, well, does that mean I'd have to lie to people about who I am online and stuff like that? Yeah. 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 And I said, I'm never in a million fucking years doing that. Never. I I will be who I am. Piper Davenport. Mm -hmm. uh, I've never been called Jack in my life. My real name's Jackson. Nobody's ever called me Jack. So I was like, hey, Jack, I'll be Jack Davenport, you know, and and I'll be happy to be, you know, and, and people have just said, you know, you'd sell more. I'm like, look. For the first time in my life as a white male, I'm not in the majority in my field. Good, good. That's okay. Let the, let the women fucking rule this industry. I, I would never want it any other way. I'm glad that men are the minority. It's just the way it is because it's not a, it's just how it shakes out. It's the natural shakeout of things. And I'm, I'm a fan of that. Let things be what they naturally, you know, so I was like, I'm never going to try to force myself to be anything I'm not. If I'm going to write, I'm going to write what's on my mind. And once I wrote my first MC book, it was like, oh, this is great. I love this. And I, and I got really into it. But but the first two things that we did were the co-writes, which were about drummers, because that's what I know. I said, well, you know, if I'm going to get in there. I got to write what I know. And I thought it was horrible. And Piper read it on the plane. And she just kept saying, fuck you. Fuck you. You shouldn't be this good. <laughs> you know, I, I had a fever. I was delirious. I'm typing on an iPad. And she just got go, oh, about this. And she's fuck you. Fuck you. You have no idea where to put your punctuation. But fuck you. Yeah. No, yeah. he's like, comments like after every word. But that's okay. Because yeah, it's yeah. really good. <laughs> I like comments. I don't know. It's no, and I told her, I said, you're gonna, if I'm going to do this with you, you're going to have to be brutal. Because she thinks the sun shines out of my ass. I said, you are not. You're going to have to be Piper, not Tracy. You're going to have to be brutally honest. Because I'm writing these books for you as my target audience. So I need to know what's getting through to you. I need, I'm going to need to hear you laughing in the right places. And then you just feel, feel free to rip me to shreds and tell me how to do this. I was, wasn't precious about it and still am not one one iota i want the truth and she was truthful and she helped me and she helped me become a writer in a a very 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 short time frame because again i'm the kind of person to jump off a cliff and build the airplane while i'm in the sky that's how i do everything scare that i do two chords on the guitar started my first band and said that's it we're going didn't even know the third chord (laughs) that's it i do admire into people like that i'm the girl that plans everything in advance and make sure that the the you know licks the the finger and checks the air kind of a girl you know i'm the planner yeah me too nope we uh, i've only just started sort of outlining in my mind like because whole books will come to me ideas Mm -hmm. they flow like that's easy getting down and scooping them out of my brain 
you know, there's a saying in our house, you can't spell dad without ADD. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> you know, look, a bird and I'm off, you know, sort of sit down and scoop the words out is the hard part. But the idea is, yeah, that's, that's, that's the easy part, you know, um, or at least easier. But yeah, we usually don't have an idea of where we're going. We, we know, we, we kind of figure out the character, what their main gist might be, and then we're off. We don't, you know, I don't, we don't know the ending of our book. We want to be surprised. That's, that's the point. You know, if, if you surprise yourself, it's like, oh, I'm just the first person to get to read this book. Yeah. So yeah. Piper, as a planner, though, um, are you more of a plotter or a panster? Oh, I'm a panster. Okay. Which is totally like in my life, I plan everything down to <laughs> a second, yep. but in my books, I don't plan anything. Wow. So it's very, it's very <laughs> different. Yeah. No, I don't outline. I don't do anything. I don't, it's funny because if I take time to outline, I'm not writing. That is so, true. and we try to release every four to six weeks. That's our goal this year is to try and release a book every four to six weeks, whether it's his or mine. And so we are helping each other with each other's books. We're just kind of um, cross pollinating with helping each other write to get to get our goal of every four to six weeks. Okay. So and that's sometimes I'll too. come up with an idea for a book in one of her series. Yeah, it'll just come to me, and it's like, oh man, I see this. It's not even in my world; it's in your world. And, and I'll have to kind of get that ball rolling or, or we'll talk about it or we'll figure it out. So, yeah, that that's that cross pollinating. It's And it's really great because we the Davenport universe is connected. My books are connected to her books, sometimes mm -hmm. in very significant ways, sometimes completely just Easter eggs. You know, oh, this coffee shop is in, but, you know, whatever. It's fun for us to to play around with that. But the universe is becoming more and more connected in ways that we never ever expected yeah. or meant, you know, but it's, it's been, it's fun. It's fun to do that, mm. to have, you know, each other's hand in each other's pie, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. It's so fun. <laughs> or not. <laughs> we always say market research is the best part of our job. I, I personally prefer fisting, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> wow. We're all learning something on the podcast today. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it's definitely a, a learning curve, I think, when anything that you're doing for the first time. And even yeah. as you're doing things together and have been writing for so long, we continue to evolve and grow as individuals, as as a couple as well. And, mm. and you know, sometimes you discover new things. Um, like, uh, you know, people are like, oh, I don't understand why I like this. I'm like, because you just discovered that you like a kinky thingy and this is what it looks like. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or, the, or yeah. they're like, oh, I didn't know that that was a kink. I'm like, well, now you do, girl. Now you do. Yeah. <laughs> and here's more of that stuff. Bye. And, and I'll tell you, you know, Piper being raised in the church and um, she was a V-I-R-G-I-N when I met her. Um, and I was N-O-T. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I carried some religious guilt that goes along with that. And she was like, like. Oh, thank well, God. Thing, like, because one of us on is going to need to know what they're doing. <laughs> was that, that on your was list, too, Piper? List. Not a virgin? <laughs> yes. He had to not be a virgin. It, yeah. it actually was. No it joke. really was. I was like, I, it was important for me to be a virgin, but I wanted a man who knew what he was doing because I Supposedly, knew that yeah. I was going to be insatiable. So. <laughs> <laughs> 
And I knew but, that I was gonna I was gonna be pretty kinky. So and she <laughs> was, like, she was, and she wasn't because the you know one thing I was gonna say because maybe some of your your listeners identify with this because we've we've met. Uh, you know, a, a lot of people in this country, especially, identify with one religion or another. Right. And we yeah. we understand those people, and we and, and they're still family to us in this in yeah. this way. Even though we're not involved in that that way of thinking or or, or yeah. any organized religion or we 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 have a love for people. That right. that's our thing. So we we are not anti anything it's just part yeah. of our journey you know in mm -hmm. and out so i always want to be really respectful and it's something if you read our books we wrestle with in our books you know it's like yeah. it, 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 spirituality and how you think about the world and how you love people and how you order things it's important and and, and at this point i'm so fascinated with science and and, and the mysteries of the universe that are explained and unexplained that I'm like, man, there's always something to be fascinated by. And yeah. I think all of that stuff, it works its way into your writing, how yeah. you're processing the world. You know, so. And listeners and, and readers are always going to identify and find something new and discover something about themselves oh, through no. stories. I, yes. I've, yeah. I've, I know of a lot of readers that were thinking that romance was not good writing. And then you give them a book and they're going, oh my God. And then going, yes, welcome to the dark side. I always mess with them because right. it's that way. Right. Um, yeah. And, and, and we like to tell people, you know, we have stripped the sex from these books. There are yeah. sweet versions of some of Piper's books. And it's still a really great book because there's a story. This this isn't this isn't about, oh, just write something in between the sex scenes. And if some and if mm -hmm. some people's styles like that god bless you mazel tov Lachaim. do your thing get, you get your groove on yeah, um, yeah. I, I judge no other person's art but that's not us we have to we have to be emotionally invested in the story mm -hmm. to want right. to be bothered to write it down oh yeah right. i mean because that takes time and effort and 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 all those other things and there is um a lot of folks now i think especially because of thankfully yeah. you know so, so social media i have a love yeah. and i hate relationship with social media yep. um, and, <laughs> and you know right now what we're hearing a lot more of is the smut the smut the smut and I've had to have the conversation with some people that are, especially the ones that are newer into the the romance and reading. And we've had some people that have, you know, shot into being, you know, viral and having millions of followers that just started yeah. reading for fun like a year ago, which is great. Yeah. Welcome to our world. But learning that the like the, the smut, no, that's erotica. And erotic oh. erotica yeah. is driven by the sex. Whereas yeah. erotic romance is driven by the plots, the characters, and the storyline that just happens to have really nice steamy sex in, uh, as a part of it as well, mm -hmm. which yeah. is to me like bonus. Um, but that's a conversation I think is starting to happen a little bit more. We I understand the the the, the whole like marketing side of using smut, especially when it comes down to Amazon and having this conversation because Amazon does not like the topic of or the tag of erotica. Um, no. but at the same time though, not every book is smut. It might be hot and steamy as fuck, but it's not an erotica. And I think that sometimes that's where some of the readers might not want to read a particular book thinking it's that when it's not, it's just been mislabeled. Right. or that's the, right. the community of social media people are only talking about the sex and I'm, and I'm the girl that's like, right. but wait. The character and now like i want story break my heart yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah 
Yeah. So it's one of those, like, again, what one of these is why I love and I don't like social media. <laughs> it's a love and hate thing. Well, we've always said yeah. we can call our work smut, but mm-hmm. you can't call our work smut. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. it, it, this is, we're mm-hmm. in it. And if, and if we, you know, if we're, we, we can talk amongst ourselves within the industry, within the readers. You know, it's not, it's, it's not, I'm not talking about author to author. I'm talking about it signings or whatever. We're a family when we're, when we're together. And we're going to protect, it's not about protecting your brand or your art or whatever. No, it's just about protecting. This is what you put out to the world. This is, and, and if your thing is, I wanted to write something that's more erotic than plot. Well, that's, that was what was on your mind to do. Something compelled you to do that. And how dare anybody say that's not worthy of purchasing. Right. Who wants you to say that? Exactly. You know, I didn't like two and a half men, but I Me knew neither. a guy that sold ad space for a local television sh- uh, station. And he was like, fuck you. Two and a half men pays my rent because they're the highest edge. And I was like, oh, you know what? I never thought about that. You know, yeah. I'm glad that shows on the air because it pays this guy's rent. Absolutely. You know, but but I didn't I didn't find it funny. So I wasn't going to watch it. But I didn't go on social media and say two and a half men sucks. Well, I guess I'm doing it now. But, uh, <laughs> but, but you know, that's that's where I say always that that's one of the best things about this community. I, I think I mean, like with anything, there's always a few bad apples and that's not going to be where yeah. we spend our time at. But right. overall, the, the community as a whole is very inviting and inclusive yeah. and, and want to share like Ooh, uh, did you like this? Well, then you're going to like that. And oh, have you ever tried this? It's almost like yeah. walking into a diner and going, have you had the pie? Oh, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> right. And I'm like, what kind of pie do you have? <laughs> and then romance, it hits every sweet spot from the, you know, the, the sweet and, and, and sweet side of things where some things are off the pages and behind closed doors to anything that like, damn, let's highlight yep. this because I want to try it later. I mean, it's well, just that's all the, the beauty of it. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, romance, it's like this great neutral palette of which you go, yes, there are rules to it, just like there are rules to any art form. That's the beauty of it. You have to be able to construct within the constraints of whatever the art form. If it's writing a song, it's got to be about so many minutes and you're talking choruses and verses and it probably has to rhyme, blah, blah, blah. If you're writing a haiku, it's got its its form, right? So but it's so malleable. You can do anything within it. And that's, and she was trying to tell me that in the beginning and I didn't get it until I did it. And then it was like, ah, okay. It could be a biker, butcher, baker, candlestick maker. It's about, (laughs) do you love these? Yeah, do do you fall in love with the hero? And do you love that she gets him even though you don't? You know what I mean? You've got to be happy for heroin. And I love writing strong women. That's my favorite because I'm married to a strong woman. You know, she's she's my inspiration. She's the muse for sure, for sure, for sure. Do you guys ever find yourselves when you're writing, putting a little bit of yourselves in there? Nothing, obviously, so personal or anything like that, because that's another podcast for other nights. Um, I might do that one day. Who knows? But anyways, um, you know, personalities, quirkinesses, little, per, you know, things that remind you of each other when you're writing together or even separately. All the time. Yeah. That's all we do. <laughs> really, honestly. Yeah. It's getting, I think they're getting more personal as they go. The book that I'm writing right now, uh, Spike, which is the sixth in my Burning Saints MC series, this is by far already started off being the most personal thing, the most actually 
where I actually had to go to Piper and go, I'm putting this stuff in here. Is that okay? Mm -hmm. and, went, mm. and we've never had that conversation. I had to, we had to sit with it for a day or two because it was like, mm, I don't know. Not because it was salacious even. It no, was just, just really was just super personal. Sweetly personal. Sweetly personal. It belongs to us. And it belongs to her. And I was like, but I, I think this is how I want to write it. And she said, yeah, she, we had to sit with it. And she said, no, 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 that's, it's the right call. Cause I'm, I'm whatever reason, just in a really, really threadbare, honest mood. I mean, but, but no, we're in every book, every single book. I think her book road to peace, the sixth and the dogs of fire. I'm actually on that cover. Cause she, 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 she harangued me. She said, this character is you. You have to be, there's no cover model that I can get that, that is you. It, this character is you. And she made me do the cover. And I had no desire to do that prior. I don't know why I've been on album covers. I've been, uh, you know, like I said, I've been on stage all my life, but something about it. I don't have six pack abs. You know, I didn't want to, I didn't, I didn't want to weaken her brand. If that makes sense. Totally, it does from a supportive spouse perspective, right? I, and I think being in front of the, the lens, there's a vulnerability that sometimes can be seen that we don't want to show either. Yeah. And I think that that's sometimes where I know for a fact, I don't like being in front of the camera. I'm the girl that hypes you up from behind. Stop it, Piper. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> I knew oh is that your hand yeah. oh, okay. <laughs> and you know very I'm warm Thank behind you. the curtain all this fun stuff right it's just one of those things that i'm not really comfortable being in front which is also why i do podcasting via you know audio versus camera and there's just a little bit of that vulnerability of putting yourself out there and when it comes down to yeah. these book covers i mean my god the amount of uh not only the good looking guys but also the amount of photoshop shopping right that goes into some of these covers sometimes to to make them everything good it's it's a little bit what's wrong with that game society as far as the definition of beauty but i love the fact that she wanted you on there and also I mean like piper please excuse it but he's not he's a good looking man you know so he's i'm like a great looking man yeah you know so it's one of those like yes get on get in front of the camera let's go <laughs> yeah well it took me forever to even get him to be on a cover and then during the whole session, because I shot the pictures, he was flipping me off. I have some great, great <laughs> pictures of him flipping me off. But uh, once, and it was always so funny because, yeah, it, he, it was the test shot. The lighting test shot was the one we went with. Like the very, I think it was, I think it was picture number four or six that it ended up being on the cover. But it was literally the first shot that you took, because I was mm -hmm. on, on my knees, uh, judging my hair. And you took it from the the upper, you just yeah. click, and yeah. yeah, and then and then we that was it. Then I, I, you know, for the next forty five minutes, I grumbled and grizzled while she got a bunch of shots. And as we're looking through them, we just went, "Oh, it's the first one!" Blam, we're yep. right on the cover. That was it, you know. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, didn't have to Photoshop abs. No, I, you know, and I do all our. Um, I had a graphic design background, so I did all. I do all our covers, and always have, and um. Yeah. Also, because when we started or when Piper started, 
we were broke ass. I mean, you know, yeah. we were working for a living and she was laid off for the second time in a row. These companies, you know, it, you know how the how the 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 dot com world works, you know, companies come and go and you know, we were both involved in in stuff like that. So it was it was at a time when she like I said, she started writing because she was like, well, I've got a story in my head and I could do better than the last book I wrote, I think, you know. And so it was like, can you do my covers? And I'm like, yeah, I don't know how to do this. And I had to learn how to do romance book covers. And the first ones probably looked like dog meat. But they got her on the map and they got her going and on the board. And by her second series, like she said, she hit New York Times. I was like. Well, I guess we've got something. So we've always done everything. We do the format. She does the formatting. We, I, you know, we've done our own audio books. We've recorded them ourselves. We've recorded other people. We've done it. Everything that we can do ourselves, we've always done ourselves. Mm -hmm. we're, we're as punk rock as it gets. <laughs> yeah. And that comes from being in the music business for 25 years. Yeah. Where you do everything. You do every job. Every job you do it. Yeah, I think yep. I think at one point or another, most of the authors, because again, from that entry point of, of the cost, have done something yes. on their own, whether it's the formatting, yeah. the editing, fill in the blanks, they've done it all on their own. Yep. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. ho and hopefully they've they've been very successful and will continue or have some have learned to that they must they must rather just write and then they, you know, hire people out and it still works yep. great. So it's, it's all about where you want to spend the time and That's also it. where yeah. you're spending your money, because at the end of the day, right. No matter mm -hmm. what, all that is money. Whether you're writing, that's money. If you're mm -hmm. doing something, it's money. So it's great. Well, so Sylvester Stallone in Rocky says, if you want to dance, you got to pay the band. And I love that. That's my, that's my, it's like everything costs something, whether it's your time, your money, it's a contact, it's a favor, whatever. If you, if, if it's, again, if it's worth doing, if it's worth getting, it's going to cost. And it should. Getting yeah. to do art for a living should not be easy and it isn't and it shouldn't be and it's not fair and it never it's not a meritocracy it is just what it is and you have to get your mind around that and and some people you know they get hung up on well my book's better than that or or i've been in it longer or my cover's better than that or this person just popped up on tiktok and now look at all this that they have who cares yeah. Get it out of your mind just write your book do your thing yeah. and it you know, it, it'll either come to you or you, it won't, Yeah. you know, it, it's, it's, it's not fair at all. And, and you're very blessed and lucky and fortunate to find yourself in a position where you can do this yeah. at all. Yeah. But re recognizing that too, I think is huge. I think a lot of times some people don't recognize how lucky they've been or how hard it, the road is or that it's worth it mm -hmm. and yes. recognizing it, experiencing it and, and acknowledging it and knowing also that tomorrow it might be done. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's it. Every, That's and that, it, and yeah. that goes for any industry you've yep. ever been in. And, and yeah. both Piper and I have worked in a wide field of yeah. industries. And that is just true. People go, oh, you know, day job, you have more security. I'm like, what day mm. jobs have you worked, Jack? Because <laughs> exactly. I, not from my experience, any mm -hmm. people that make more money than you can tap you on the shoulder at any time and say, excuse me, you don't work here anymore. And there is no, but this is my secure day job. No, 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 no. They can do that. So life. Yeah. Yeah. Life is a fist fight, and you either start punching back 
or you're just going to get knocked out. But but if you're waiting for life to become easier and softer around the edges, not going to happen. It is what it is. Yeah. And again, as great as as this community is, there is a abundance of authors right there's an abundance mm-hmm. of stories out there and some are going to make it some of them are not are you writing for the yeah. pleasure of it great if you want to make this your full-time job fantastic it's going to be more work for you then versus yep. someone that you know may just do it for fun because they can afford to do it just for fun it's all different and and knowing that i think is definitely something that's can be helpful from the very beginning or at least acknowledging it once you realize it because sometimes it doesn't happen at the beginning <laughs> you no. know you're like well, yeah, that's yeah. It. Mm-hmm. and writing's the easy i mean if you're doing this uh, uh, you know and i you know I, we're speaking from a place of where we assume that everybody that's writing that's publishing is doing it you know as some sort of career whether it's supplemental income or whether it's you know pocket money or whether it's their their full-time job and they're putting kids through college with it whatever it is it's it's um, once you put it out there, it doesn't belong to you. The public decides what it is, and you just have to know that. Mm-hmm. It, you, it, you you have to write just because you love to write because this thing was burrowing in your head, and you were going to go crazy if you didn't get it out. What happens to it after that? Kind of none of your business mm-hmm. in this weird this weird detached sort of way. Um, I don't know if that makes sense at all. It does. It does. I mean, people like even something like a podcast, I'm enjoying my time of spending that I'm talking to you guys, getting to know you guys. Right. And afterwards, when this hits, goes public and everybody else gets it, they're going to rip it to shreds. Some are going to love it. Some of them are going to yes. be like, why is she still talking? Um, right. I mean, it's one of those where it is what it is. But why I did think you have about- the Davenport's on? <laughs> yeah, it's any number of things. Exactly. And I'm the one that just goes, if someone can get something out of this, even if it's just pure joy of getting to know yep. you guys better, perfect. That's and, it. And if you don't want to, just keep scrolling. It's okay. I'm still going to do know. it. Just be yeah. nice to everybody. You know, we, yeah. we really, really super, I mean, I know it sounds cliche and very Eleni and whatever, but just be nice to people. <laughs> you know, it's just, yeah. it's, it, it goes better for everybody. I like it when people are nice to me. I don't. Oh, you know, I will help I, you hide the body. If you come at me the oh. right way, <laughs> like I said, my you don't you know don't let my background ever show on my face in yeah. your presence. That's mm-hmm. you know that's because that's that then we're in different territory. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, yeah, and and that's part of the reason that I thank Piper a lot for for helping defining you know helping me become a um, an MC writer is because a lot of what I'd like to do and say comes out in these characters. <laughs> Yeah, you know, very much so. And uh, but well, I, I don't want to go to prison. Right. Well, this is right where I, I tell people sometimes where I have to like just remind them. Um, remember, you, I, I will help you hide a body, but I also know how to hide the body. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so keep that yes. in mind. Uh, yes. So, yeah. Good point. Right. Good point. <laughs> I'll yes. help you. No problem. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I know how to hide a body. <laughs> yes. yeah. Keep that in, that in your back pocket. Yeah. yeah right. Tool skills. Uh, I'm stealing that. Yeah, there you go. You're stealing one from me. I'm stealing one from you. There I, you yeah. Perfect. I love always it. love it. But I think it's, it's 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 good to have that information again and to have that mindset. When the thing that I'm that I'm still like, well, okay, interesting with you guys is you don't plot. You guys are huh? writing these stories as 
the emotions are coming in and the, the creative stuff is, is flowing, but you write together. How does that, I mean, do you guys do chapter by chapter? Do you stop and go in the middle? I mean, how does the writing process for the two of you work? We go until we get stuck and then we punt it to the other person. <laughs> Next. <laughs> or so. she'll just put XXX Jack and then she'll move on. Okay. So it's like, I know what this bit is and maybe I could do this bit, but I'm just don't know what this is. So why, why, yeah. why, you know, hammer on it all day long. You're never going to get anywhere. I get up so and mow the lawn. Yeah. Yeah. He, he'll get up and do things around the house. I might like watch an episode of the walking dead or something. My escape is TV. His escape is doing stuff around the house kind of a thing. So um, if, if I'm stuck on a scene and I can't move on to another scene, I'll just watch something or I'll do a load of laundry or something like that. But usually I can move on to a different scene. So I'll put XXX Jack and then I'll send it. If, if it's something I really can't move on and do a different scene, then I will punt it up to him and hopefully he can work on it while I'm watching something or I'll just exit out and move on to a different scene in the book. And then I knit everything together okay. once we, so we track changes and everything. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's always fascinating to me. <laughs> yeah. It's really helpful. Cause you know, then we're, we're essentially writing two books at a time, which Piper's usually writing two books at a time on her own. So there, it's not uncommon that there are three books being worked on simultaneously within yeah. this household. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you know, um, but we are also very fortunate when, when Piper started this, I guess our oldest was in junior high. Yeah. And our youngest was still in elementary school. Our youngest is now 19 and our oldest is now 22. Three, three, yeah, twenty-three, married, living three, three uh, streets down from us, you know, <laughs> yeah. and and living his dream, designing video games for a living. The little shit got his dream job right out of college. I mean, <laughs> it took two years through the pandemic of looking for the job, but once he landed, it, it's like, holy crap, boy, you you got it. You, I mean, he yeah. he landed in in high cotton. I'll tell you, and he's we very got, very. We we bought them Thanks. a house last year because we want, I want my chickens all in a, a row. <laughs> so a house came up for sale in our neighborhood. And I said, that's it. We're cause ultimately I want a commune with all, all three houses together with gates intertwining in the backyards. You know, that's my ultimate. So for now we're two streets away. So, um, you know, we bought this house and he, you know, he's taken over payments and the whole deal. So he's, um, him and his wife live in the house and it's so cute because, you know, we have family dinners together. We try and get together at least once a week for dinner and he got his dream job. And so now it's like, it's just like the perfect American, like I'm not from America. So like I am living the dream that I have become accustomed to mm -hmm. in my head. <laughs> She was determined to come here, like every immigrant. She was determined yeah. to come here. She came here alone at age 18 to say, I'm going to live the American dream. Yep. You know, and we still believe in that. But if you yeah. think the American dream isn't bloody, covered yeah. in shit and yeah. dead bodies, you know, yeah. and, and, you know, where you just go, oh, shit, you know, shit has gone down 
for yeah. me to be here, for me to get here. And and we never wanted to be at anyone's expense or at the cost mm-hmm. of anyone but ourselves. And that takes a lot of work, you know, and, and, and your hands, you know, show the scars after a while. And I mean, like I said, writing is the, that's the fun part. That's the easy part. That's the dessert. Just like playing in a band, being on stage, people go, oh, you just, you work for an hour. No, you don't. You, you take buses <laughs> yeah. and you load gear and you learn songs and you forget songs and you fight with bass players and you fire and you get fired and all that. And then being on stage is like having sex. You know, it's like <laughs> yeah. saying sex is the only thing in a marriage. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. It's super important. And and if you're not having it, it becomes the most important thing in the marriage, you know, so you got to mm-hmm. make sure you're knocking boots as much as possible. But it's not all of marriage, you know. Right. So yeah, we, I mean, I there's know. a lot of a lot. I think a, a, a lot of authors don't realize the amount of work aside from the writing the story that it takes, especially now. It's, and especially if you're indie. Yeah. Right? yeah, it's like, oh, the amount of work. And then yeah. here you guys are writing the books, doing the covers, doing all the other the editing and the formatting. And then how the conversation of hey let's 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 do an audio come into play done another author's audiobook so i'd done three of her books in the past um like i said i've got a, a recording studio in our house and you know she said hey look i've got you know the companies my, my publishers reached out this was back when they were like cassettes you know audio tapes i think they were calling them and it was like, okay, whatever, you know, so, or a book, book on tape. That's book, what book on tape. Yep. Book on tape. Remember that term? There you go. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so, so we did those and they were, you know, ended up being CDs and whatever and, and, and all that. And it was a lot of work. You know, she was in the booth three to four hours a day um, reading, which is tough. It's that's, yeah. that's a vocal performance. Even if you're just reading at a moderate tone, it takes a lot out of you. I think a lot of people it's don't. It's harder than singing. Yeah. It is because singing, you sing, you emote, then you take a break. You sing, mm-hmm. you emote, you take a break, and there's a there's you've got time to sort of recoup while the engineer is futzing around and and you know cobbling takes together or whatever. But it's these little sprints, whereas audiobook, it's this marathon of I said that wrong. Sorry, nope, said it wrong again. Okay, punch in, and then you've got to make all these edit marks of going. Okay, now after we're done here, I have 400 things to clean up, you know. So from an engineer standpoint, it's hell. From an author standpoint, hell. So, of course, when we decided to do audiobooks, we said, hey, let's do it ourselves. And um, it was tough. It is. It is. I think a lot of times people, again, because of social media or, or people have been said, hey, you have a great voice. I'm like, yeah, I give good phone, but I'm not going to do audiobooks. Thank you. It's a lot it's of tough. work. <laughs> It's yeah. a lot of work, um, let alone the to make it successful, the the commitment to it and, and things like that. A lot of people just think it's a breeze. And- well, I, think, I think what readers don't fully understand is the cost involved in going into making an audiobook. Mm-hmm. So if you're gonna go for if you're gonna go with a production company, I have a really good friend who owns her own production company. I won't say her name, you know, to protect the the guilty but um she she is amazing like she is class a right so she does duet you know the whole thing so the guys we read the guys part the girls 
she reads the girl's part and she's phenomenal. Right. But it costs $3,500 to produce an audiobook through her approximately. Okay. And that's which is about, which is the going rate, which, which is about the going rate. Totally right? if, yeah. if you're doing all of that, it's all great. It's wonderful. It's professional. It's perfect. It's delicious. Right. Okay. So that's fine. So you're looking at around 3,500 if you want the duet, the whole thing. Right. So, um, if you want a straight one narrator person, you're looking at anywhere from uh, 1500 to 2000, 2500 pro- to produce an audiobook for one narrator. If right? you're lucky. That's if a good, that's, that's, that'd a good, be a good deal. that's a really good rate, right? Then if you're doing it yourself, it's however many millions of hours you've got to spend in the booth and then editing yourself. Right. So those are your options then, or you give your rights up to a company because I've sold three of my books to a company. Um, okay. So then you go with what you're getting paid. So I don't know that readers fully understand what we get paid as authors from audible and everything else. I make a buck 15, a copy sold. So you're paying $14.99, $19.99, $42.99 for an audiobook. I get a buck fifteen. Which is the price they dictate, by the way. Yeah, we unlike, don't have any control over our pricing. Right. Unlike our regular books, which you can right. control the pricing, right. you you are not allowed to control the not, pricing. We have audio. no control control on Audible or iTunes. We have no control over that pricing. So I get and about I think a buck I mentioned 15. we're control freaks, right? Did I mention that? <laughs> I'm learning that. I'm so learning that. What we get we only get uh, 40% if we're exclusive with ACX or 25% if we're non-exclusive. So I make about a dollar 15 per book. So I have four audiobooks right now, um, on ACX and one that is non-exclusive, which is the one that I did myself. So I think I have four audiobooks that are exclusive, one audiobook that is non-exclusive. I make hundred and fifteen dollars a month so i have spent uh four thousand six thousand dollars to produce those five audiobooks and i have made five hundred dollars so far and that's our story. Like and we've that's done our it ourselves. That's we've we've exactly. hired people. We've done it all. We've tried it yep. every way. And we and have I'm colleagues. Totally, I'm being totally upfront and honest. And some other authors are going to be like, "Don't say that." But yeah. I'm all about being transparent and honest yeah. about it. That that we we make a lot more in our other work, so it's fine. But you know, we we. Audiobooks are not uh, sustainable for us. The return on investment. Mostly because, and I actually sat down because I was invited to do like the Schlesinger group about they Audible wanted feedback from authors in the industry. Uh, So I sat down with Schlesinger for over an hour to discuss why authors are they're basically leaving audible. And so I told them why you're not paying us. You give us 70% for royalties on our eBooks, but you're not get, you're only giving us 40% on our audio, but, and you're also not giving us the option to 
opt out of the stupid thing. Like if somebody buys our ebook on Amazon, then you offer the seven ninety nine additional by the um oh, the whisper sink uh, yeah yeah whisper the whisper yeah. sink it's not called that now but the whisper sink so you can buy the whisper sink it used to be a buck 99 so then ooh, i got 15 cents per book <laughs> so buck buck 99 now i think it's 7.99 or whatever it is but still we're only getting 40 percent of that so it's like everybody of course obviously they want to do that well i have so many freebies out there for ebooks because they're my my reader magnet to get them into the series so my first in series for two of my series i have those on audible so they get those books for nothing and then they get the audible for a buck 99 or 2.99 or whatever they are priced at now and so i get nothing on those audiobooks because i don't have the option to opt out of WhisperSync. And mm -hmm. so, you know, you talk to my girlfriend who has the production company with audiobooks. She goes, well, what you do is you have to release all at once. Well, so there's an eight week lead time. Meaning your audiobook, your audio, your ebook, book. and your paperwork and everything together. Well, there's an eight week lead time on the audiobook. So once I'm done with the book, I have to wait eight weeks for the, the book to be produced. Well, I'm releasing every four to six weeks. I don't have time to wait eight weeks right. for the audiobook. Not not only that, but then she also has she has a wait list. So, you know, I don't know what it is now, but when we were talking, this was I think November. I don't have any time until March. And then you have to wait eight weeks for the audiobook. Yeah. So and with know, no guarantee kind of that it's going to publish when it, they say it is, by the way. That's right. That's right. That's, right. that's what right. it is lately. Yeah. Although so you can schedule really, it. She's really phenomenal. So well, it's um, not under her control. Know, but, she can upload right. the files for you. Absolutely. Yeah, within that time frame. Yeah, yeah. It's the publishing. She, she does have a little bit of control. She's said they've been really good about getting it to um to them within the the three to four week time frame. So yes, yeah, so it's whatever that her eight week time frame is the eight week time frame. But um, but yeah, I mean, so it is that's a long time. I don't have time. Yeah. And I'm not willing to wait that time either. I'm not willing to take three months for a book to release when I want to release on a four to six week schedule. Yeah. Yep. So for me, it doesn't work like mm -hmm. getting everything released at the same time. I'm too, we're writing too fast to do that. So, and I don't, you know, for me, if I were an audiobook listener personally, I think that it might be more of a priority. I don't listen to audiobooks. Yeah, I think it's a good conversation so. to have because a lot of listeners, they understand that there is a cost. And I think they hear the author complaining about the cost. Well, in the reality, mm -hmm. it really isn't about the cost because, like you said, the narrators and the productions and the editing, all that takes place is worth paying because that's it's a it's a skill. You're paying for that skill. Yes. It's the return on investment yes. that's the that's the, that's the issue. Yes. There is investment right. in some cases for some right. people, and that's okay. Like if we were talking before, you know, it happens sometimes. It's not fair. You know, you can have a magic potion, whatever. I mean, the cauldron is overflowing yeah. and it's great. Other times, it's fucking dry. 
<laughs> yeah, that's right. And it's and it's and it's different levels, different devils too. Because yeah. some people, a three thousand dollar investment at all up front is like, no, I, I can't do that. And you know, and others, it's like, yeah, I can do that as long as I know I'm going to get it back over the next six months, and then then I'll start making money. Whatever. It's like that's perfectly as a business. Absolutely, we make decisions like that all the time. But it's it's but it's um so just long term it, it hasn't we we've shaken the tried to shake the ketchup out of this bottle you know three four different ways using a butter knife using gravity using a plunger whatever and in and, and for us we just go okay it's a loss leader it's just something we have some audiobooks out there we have a handful of them out there for the people that are interested but it's not something that we're going to invest any further in we have peers that to them, it's printing money. It's just somehow they they tapped into this. That's that whole thing where you go, this isn't, it's not about fair. It's just about fishing holes. And some people have success with this bait at this time at this fishing hole. And you can do the same things they do. And they just, that's just, it doesn't work. Nobody can explain it all. You just have to know, okay, this isn't where we should be investing our time and money because it would be better spent over here. If we didn't have that, well, then maybe we would still be investing a little more in it. But I love audiobooks, so I would love, if I had a magic wand, I'd love to just just tap it, bang, and everything would be on audio. I would love yeah. that. But it it's labor, it's money, it's blood, sweat, and tears. It's it's getting going back and forth with your narrator going, that is not pronounced that way. You've got to stop saying that for the love of God. Or finding out that one of your narrators is the so-called queen of QAnon and having to contact Audible and say, you need to terminate our contract with this nut job. She's on, you know, Inside Edition right now. And <laughs> Piper recognized her voice. She's like, wait a minute. That's oh, the no. person that narrates. Very weird. Very weird. Yeah. So, you know, so many different moving pieces. Man. Yeah. And that's okay. And, and I think that that's also why I kind of wanted to bring that up. Cause I, you know, you had shared a little bit before, before about it is just that, you know, it works sometimes and it doesn't, and it's not about the complaints of the cost or what the narrators are, are charging this and that, because, you know, with any None kind of, of skill set, exactly. Just like it's, it's all based on skill sets. Some of them are worth it. Some of them, maybe not so much, but whatever. That's a different conversation. But, um, but it, again, and different tastes, you know, yes, totally different taste. And, and that's also where it's the return on investment is that, you know, what it is. And it's for you guys, it's not working. That's fine. I, I, I will eyeball read your stuff. Right. And, and <laughs> I, I borrowed because, well, no, I, it's, it's funny because, you know, some people will go, have you checked out this narrator, you know, and they'll send Piper a link. And the guy's talking like this. <laughs> yeah. He looked at her swollen nipples and thought to himself, mm, mighty tasty. I'm thinking, <laughs> what, what am I listening to right now? And like, no, he's yeah, my I favorite. Don't... I love him. I get it. Oh, yeah. I'm like, okay, different, you know? Oh, a yeah. lid for every pot, as Piper as, likes to say. I know? love that. Yes, it's true. That's again part of the whole thing with romance that we love. There's something for everybody, and and it's yep. finding that right voice for me. Casting is huge, and it's finding the right voice for those characters and working that's with it. the authors to make sure that that's the right fit. But yeah, I mean, it, it, it. And it is what thing, it is. The other thing too is when I'm looking at my thing with audiobooks that I have such a hard time with is I want it to be like an old timey radio show. 
So I want to have, if there are horses, I want to have the coconuts walking <laughs> oh. together to make horse, horse hooves. Whoa, boy. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, it's like, I don't, I hate audiobooks. I hate them. So I am not the demographic. So for me, I have other people, I, you know, we have a really great, um, we call her Ziggy. <laughs> her name's Brandy and she, she's an admin in our group and she'll come to signings on occasion. She knows everything about, she's she the knower of all things. she's the knower of all things when it comes to our books. And, um, I have her listen to the books because I can't do it. I wanted to drag my nails down a chalkboard. I'm just like, I can't, I, I can't do it. I just cannot stand audiobooks. The only time that I've ever been able to listen to them is we, for my Caldane, my paranormal series, we have this phenomenal Scottish man, um, Steve, reading them. And he's wonderful, but I can't, I, we haven't been able to continue the series just because we're just not selling them. So, um yeah, I'm well, he, by no fault of him, he's no. he's great and and gets he's great phenomenal. reviews. He's got this. Be I mean, they're, they're, the books oh, are set partly so, in Scotland. It's like yeah, yeah, I mean, because because we were trying to find an American that could do a Scottish accent, and I can do a pretty passable Scottish accent, but I didn't want to be in the booth. So we found Steve. I'm gonna I'll give him a shout out, Steve Worsley, because he's great. Um, and he's he's Scottish, and so we just said, let's get this scottish guy to do it and, he, and he's he's been great and it's by by no fault of his that the, the books are well received it's just again it's just not our, 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 what this is the way i like to put it our uh, what you just said our readers obviously prefer to eyeball read our stuff that's just all there is to it it, 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 it might not be they don't want audio it might just be they want they want eyeballs on it i don't know yeah. maybe something about the way yeah, we write it, is more akin to reading. I don't know. Could also be that it's a separate uh, reader group and audiobook uh, readers haven't discovered us. Yep. Yeah. You never know. So oh, we yes. Can, so we many different things. A year from now. Yeah. yeah. We can be talking a year from now and we're like, oh, yeah, we just, it's like Scrooge McDuck around this bitch. We just dive <laughs> into piles of money every day from audiobooks. I, I don't know. I don't example. Know. Oh, my God. <laughs> we have no idea. And that's yeah. part of being independent, um, you know, career uh, romance novelists is, is that we, we go, hey, man, if the tides shift, we have to hoist that sail over there to go over there because. Things change. You know, we try to change up our covers every once in a while to keep those fresh. And and sometimes it works. And sometimes you're like, OK, just put the shirtless guy back on it. God damn it. You know, And it, but it is what it is. You know, uh, we, we try to give the market what they like, but do it in a way that hopefully doesn't look and smell like everything else out there. It's tough. It's yeah. tough. It is tough. I mean, it really is. And to stand out in a crowd, like I said, I think I said it earlier, too. Yeah. There's an abundance a huge abundance of, yep. of authors and stories out there. Good for all of us because it's something yep. for everybody. But that also makes That's it a right. hard for you guys to, to, how do you stand out, right? How do you find your niche? How do you do this? Mm -hmm. And and also being okay with where you're at at the moment. Um, but That's also there's, yeah. the discoverability is fantastic too. When someone's like, oh my God, where have you been all my life? Right? And I yeah. look at authors the same way I look at music. It's like, there's only music I don't like, music I like and music I don't like yet. Because it's something's going to come to you at some point when you need it. The road rises up to meet you when it comes to art. You know, if you if you had come across that book before, it wasn't, you know, you meant to come across it now. And that can be 
today, 20 years from now, we'll have readers that will be, you know, we've got 60 plus books between us. People will be finding these books forever as long as books are, you know, not being burned. Um, you know, uh, we're out there. You know, we have our son who illustrated a children's book for us and he's going to be illustrating another children's, probably a couple more this year, hopefully for us, because, um, our readers have kids and grandkids, nieces and nephews and stuff like that. And they follow our series and things like that. And then we, we are also recording music, you know, um, with our families. So we have our Davenport family band that we have this album out there that, um, you can find that music recorded it right before the pandemic. Yeah. So these CDs <laughs> we, we get ready to take on the road with us and then everything got canceled. So, um, but it's out on Spotify and you can find it on Amazon music and everything. So it's, you know, we have all of the things that we sing on the car together. And, um, so we kind of keep everything a family affair and we just, um, we do everything together you know, and it's like, we have something for everybody. So Mm -hmm. if you like music, we have music. If you like kids books, we have kids books. We have, um, romance and clean, some clean. So if you want to read with your teenage, um, kids, you can, you know, the whole deal. And it's like, we just tried to, we found that a lot of people, they're like, well, I want to read with my sister. You know, we like to read the same books but we can never do romance because she's really religious and she doesn't like it. Or, Hey, I want to read this book with my daughter. So, so so one will be writing, reading the spicy version and one will be reading the clean version. They get together and talk about it. And it's like, that's great. Cause that means that the story is what's driving this. And the other stuff is flavor. Not that these books aren't sexy. I don't want to make it seem like the sex is an afterthought or that we don't care about that either. Writing good sex and, finding a way to keep yourself interested in writing something that can mm-hmm. get a little technical at times, you know, that's important. So it's, it's not like I really want to, you know, both are important. This is an Oreo story, sex story, you know, it's all, no matter how you that's break it apart, however you eat the Oreo, it's an Oreo. And we're, we're, we're concerned about the quality of all of it. If we yeah. go back and read mm-hmm. something we've read before for reference and you find a typo or something, it's like, you just want to jump off a bridge right there because yeah. that we care. We want yeah. you to have the most high quality, well thought out, well crafted, done with love, done with market research. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we just got to go upstairs and bang it out to get yeah. what we need. You to want get a good to. Oreo? Like, that's what you want. You want a good yeah. Oreo? <laughs> Dunk we it do. in your milk, baby. Let's go. It's funny. We were on a panel at a signing and someone had asked, do you ever act out your scenes? And I'm like, yeah, we do all the time. And we, we talk about that, but I realized, and, uh, when we're acting out scenes, he won't tell me anything like, nope. cause we're MC. So it's like, I'm like asking him questions about what the MC is doing. And now that Hatch is president, he's like all tight lipped and shit. Yeah. And I'm like, come on now. I'm like, you're, you guys like, are giving me information. <laughs> well, plus, I'm like, stop asking me about business, baby. We're supposed to be fucking right now. So she's grilling me for information about the club. And I'm like, this isn't the time. No, I need to you know, know this position's going to work. Come on, work with me. That's here. right. <laughs> Absolutely it. I, you should have stretched on your own time. Yeah. <laughs> Product knowledge is huge. <laughs> That's know. right. So, no, to all to say... So to answer your first question, yes, <laughs> we put ourselves in our book. Yeah. 
This has been our TED Talk. Thank you very much. I love it. Oh well, you, you were bringing up panels and, and uh, in signing things like that. You guys are going to be at uh, Reader's Take Denver in a few. I, wanna, I used to say months. Now I'm like, it's going to be a few weeks. Fuck it. I, I, I know, know, right? Can't wait. Yeah, love we're it. looking forward to that. We yeah. love Colorado. So we love Colorado, but, even though it tries to kill me. It oh. does. We got to bring <laughs> oxygen for her. Yeah. Oh, because it's, oh, yeah. 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 As a, no, as a Floridian, I understand. As a yeah, Floridian, I understand. Good, yeah. good, good. Yeah. Well, I, I heard we're, there's going to be oxygen um, bars there. Yes, oh, yes. So cool. I yeah. Love that. yeah. And for those that don't know what that is, it's it's literally like a bar um, and you can pick oxygen uh, for X amount of, of minutes. I'm not sure how that's going to work out, but they apparently have different flavors and, know. Uh, you know, smells and things like that. It's going to be rather interesting. I saw it once love in it. Vegas. Um, and I was like, well, that's interesting. Um, that's I'm walking, awesome. but, uh, it was, you know, that's going to be there. But again, like I said, native Florida and I understand the whole, you know, higher altitude situation. Yeah. Um, yeah. did not realize humidity was until I went to Denver a few years ago. I'm like, that's what they're talking about. The non-humidity. Okay. Um, oh yeah. yeah. yeah no. Right. I didn't realize, I didn't realize how I just dismissed the whole, um, altitude thing. Cause we yeah. have, we call them family cause they're friends, but they're close, closer right. than family and they're in Colorado Springs. And so we went and visited them. I, we actually had to leave like two or three days early because the only way I was so sick, I was vomiting. I oh, was no. like, my head felt like I was, it was going to explode. It was so bad. And she's like, you need oxygen. Like we just, she's I like, oh, you know. have altitude sickness. We're like, Oh yeah. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> she's like, you either have to get out of it. She's like, next time you'll just have to bring oxygen. Again. And so I've got like, I've got this really phenomenal, she's such a good friend reader. Um, so she's going to be there. So I'm shipping the oxygen to her cause I can't take it on the plane. So she's yeah. having it. She's going to have it waiting for me at the hotel. So as soon as we get to the hotel, I'll be puffing that oxygen the whole weekend. <laughs> So anybody fr- coming to friend, Denver, keep our, this in mind. Yeah, yeah. Our, fr- our, fr- our friends are meeting us um, on Sunday. They're driving up from Colorado Springs to see us. So I've actually realized that there is um, like <laughs> uh, oxygen tanks of, of stores, but they're like portable ones that I did not notice about year until years ago that bikers use when they're you know doing their obstacles and their mountain biking and all uh, higher up stuff. I'm like, oh okay, so I did not oh, even know yeah, that was an makes- issue. Yeah. 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 Well, when they, whenever singers do Red Rocks, they yeah. have oxygen in the back for oh. them. Yeah, that's, that's so, exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bono, Bono saying that, and uh, it's yeah, it's just true because you're you know, the, especially that place, you're really out there, and if yeah, you're, you know, singing mm-hmm. your lungs out, man. That's that's hard on any mm-hmm. given night, anyway. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So with this event coming up, what's the one thing that you guys love about conventions that you're looking forward for Reader's Take Denver? Oh my gosh. Well, okay. So just as a fan, Kristen Ashley is going to be there and she, she is my white whale of an author. <laughs> like I just love her. I love her MC chaos. So um, I have a couple of books that I'm bringing for her to sign. So um, just as She's a, a fan, sweetheart. probably a fangirl and <laughs> try not to you know, uh, be too awkward around her. But, um, so she is the reason I write MC. So Mm -hmm. she, you know, Christine Feehan is the reason I write paranormal 
And Kristen Ashley is the reason I write MC. So, you know, it's like I just, these two women are kind of my inspiration. Um, and Constance O'Day Flannery is the reason I write at all. <laughs> so my very first book was time travel about back to the American civil war. So, you know, these are three strong writers that I have always loved. And, um, so yeah, if I were to meet any of them, I would be thrilled, but I can't wait for the panel. We're doing the tortured hero panel, um, with some phenomenal authors. And then we're doing casino night, which is going to be really, really fun. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited. I can't wait to meet all the readers and, um, you know, some of, I think a, a lot of the authors we know, Willow Winters is, she's my girl. So I can't wait, um, to be there. Cause I, we don't get to spend enough time together cause she lives far, far, far away from me. So it's going to be great to see her and Sapphire Knight is another really good friend. So it's just, I love reconnecting with my friends because, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, we make all these really great friends and we never get to see each other because we live so far away from, and especially us because we live on the West coast. So it doesn't yeah. matter where we go. We have to fly somewhere to get there because <laughs> there's never any signings on the West coast because nobody ever shows up to them. Oh, so it's very well, we shouldn't say that it uh, rarely yeah, it's rare. yeah. yeah. there's been very, some and some yeah, yeah. yes but yeah, it's very yeah, rare. we just we are horrible at showing up to things <laughs> so <laughs> us posters yeah. just don't we don't we don't kind of i shouldn't let myself into that because i was gonna say don't people, don't yeah. well, who's this no. we i was we gonna be like no. wait i was like you guys are gonna go to denver so no i always RSVP. And I'm always at least a half hour early to everything, yeah. but, but, um, West coasters are notorious for not RSVPing to anything. If they're going to show up, they'll just show up and buy something at the door. I mean, it's the same for concerts. It's the same for everything. Like they're just like, they don't want to commit to anything. So it's really hard to plan for things. So that's why when we go to signings, we tend to have to fly places mm -hmm. because West coasters just aren't always the greatest at you know, doing anything. So for us, we have to fly everywhere. So I just, I love seeing our friends. Like I'm just so excited to be with all of our author friends that we don't it's, get to It's see always like, re, it's, it's like reuniting with summer camp people yeah, or something yeah. like every time <laughs> yeah. we see each other yeah. and, and it's, it's very fun. And then the read, I mean, the we readers, readers put, that we get to see on a, oh, a regular basis, like they come to multiple signings and they, yep. they've become our friends. So it's like, it's yep. just really neat because we get to see them several times a year and it's like, Oh my God, I missed you. You know, and we get to, we, you know, I'm not, uh, we are not those authors that shut off our messenger. Like we're pretty available to people. Yep. So we chat with our readers a lot during the week when we have time. And so we get to know our readers quite well and, you know, they've become legitimately some of our best friends. And so it's just neat because we get to see them all again. And it is, it's like summer camp. It really is. Fun. And it puts wind in your sails when you're seeing the people. Cause sometimes it's, it can be, you know, both Piper and I, uh, I'm an, introverted extrovert she's an extroverted introvert you know she she really both of us need our alone time and our quiet time or just whatever isolated time i guess is the word i'm looking for to to, to be able to charge up uh, but i you know 
no matter what, it puts wind in your sails to actually see the people that you're writing for. You know, all yeah. these hours in isolation and when they go, oh, my gosh, we just had it the other day. A reader who's become one of our best friends said, oh, when you did this, I had to stop reading the book because I didn't know where you were going. And I was terrified. And I was like, yeah. oh, I did that to a person. I made a person yeah. terrified to go on just because she was so concerned about the well-being of this character. Like, yeah. that's kind of fucking awesome. You know, you like, guys you do like to make us cry and worry like that. <laughs> God, there's even a cup for you guys. OK, <laughs> I mean, you was, know. Yeah. she's been one of our best friends for, I mean, five, six years now. Yeah. And she's read pretty much everything. And we're at lunch and she's like, oh, no, I had to stop. I'm like, Jen, really? What are you, what are you talking about? Yeah, she's like, oh, no, 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 no. no, no this I scene? can't go further. <laughs> she didn't want to go any further in the book. So I'm like, no, uh, keep reading. You're okay. You I, I had going. to let her know. No, no, no. And I'm like, oh, wow. I didn't even, like, she was getting, like, I was putting the character in danger, but she was go like, what was in her mind was like, wow. That, okay. No, no, keep reading. But uh, it's great. But that's, that's okay. the contract we go into, right? right. Somebody said... Uh, uh, reading is nothing more than staring at a dead tree and hallucinating. <laughs> that is, <laughs> Which is sort of accurate. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, you sort you do your mind goes and you're and you, your heart races and you put, that's why a movie, like anytime a movie is adapted from a book, it never works because you're not in it. You mm -hmm. were in the book. Every reader puts themselves in the book. It's, it's, what books are. You don't have that relationship with a movie. A movie tells you a story, which is great. But you're not in it. Mm -hmm. Jack Nicholson's in it, you know. But if you're reading The Shining, you can't help but become Jack Torrance at some point. And and for for better or worse, you start to to feel what that character is feeling. Mm -hmm. You can't get that movie. You can only fuck with people like that in a book. Yeah. And mm -hmm. part of our job is, frankly, to fuck with people emotionally. <laughs> you know, that's that's what you it's and what you guys you wanted. Yeah, I mean, it's just one of those many things. I'm sure that it's like mm, that, that that is a perk, at least from an author's perspective. The the bringing up oh, the emotion well. side in general. If it happens to be that you're fucking with us on purpose, that's okay. It's okay. Yeah, it yeah. happens. <laughs> yep. No, there's no fiction without friction. They say, you know. But we're not people that are really gravitated towards like uber dark. You know, there's got to be darkness in your stuff, but we're not, you know, I, I like scary movies just fine. I love plenty of scary movies, but I'm not going to watch like Hostel where somebody's just tied to a chair and their fingers cut off and they're tortured like that. Oh, yeah, that's totally different. Yeah, But I've so written boring. plenty of torture scenes. I've written where people get their comeuppance or bad guys are in trouble or whatever. I mean, it's you have to be able to get a little bit bloody for your characters to get a little bit bloody. But, you know, when it, rape or children or vi yeah. ultra violence, I can't, I can't get into that. That's not yeah. my thing. Right. Um, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to have to go to that side. You yeah. know, if, if you want that switch to turn on, it's going to be because it's the zombie apocalypse and I'm in survival mode and I got to protect my family now. I don't need to bring that kind of darkness into my entertainment. Yeah. You know, no, absolutely. Yeah. And I know there's some people there. I mean, like we have alien romance. There's been yeah. that, whole, that whole hype with like Abraham Lincoln and zombies and then they did pride and prejudice and zombies i mean i don't what? get it it's, I, I don't mean, get it either like, but yeah <laughs> i'm i'm a like uh, 
Abraham Lincoln is my man. <laughs> so, I mean, I wrote a whole series back to the Civil War because I'm obsessed with the American history. Mm-hmm. And I just, I couldn't get into it. I was like, no, because of course We did watch, uh, we watched the movie of Abraham We watched Lincoln, the movie, yeah. but I was just yeah. like, it is yelling about dates when he gave certain speeches i'm like you know he's a fucking vampire hunter in this right yeah <laughs> but still i mean we will have those moments too i mean like i said i did not i'm a i love the pride and prejudice and of the two movies yeah. the, the right. 2005 yeah. is my thing i'm not watching oh, the zombie yeah oh my yeah. god the fist the fist the, the fist. fist there she goes again <laughs> <laughs> it's all about him yeah well yeah there's, so, there's something about the whole i mean that whole entire movie for those that have not watched it it's definitely a must-have this the music score is fantastic mm-hmm. the cinematography was brilliantly done mm-hmm. the acting in it was fantastic it's and just, if you oh, want to yeah. get technical it kind of is the first blockbuster romance novel in 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 many it's it sets the blueprint in many ways for what romance is ultimately. You know, I mean, right. who did it first? Whatever, blah 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 blah. But you know, it's kind of the Beatles. <laughs> what the Beatles were to rock and roll, that book is to the you know the germination of all things romance. Right. And I think it's good to go back to the source because I'm not I'm not a romance reader. I read rock biographies, but what you get in a rock biography is usually a tortured hero that's kind of a fuck up that goes through something, it's written from their perspective, and you can still extrapolate that kind of writing and being a fan of that kind of open, tear your heart open, and then you just fictionalize it. So to me, it's no different from reading a biography to writing a, a fictional biography of a character or character. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Um, but other people, they find it bizarre that I don't read romance. I'm like, I'm, I'm writing for one person, and that's my wife. And mm-hmm. as long as she digs it and it makes her cry, laugh, and makes her horny, then um, we're good. We're I'm, good. You know, we're good. <laughs> yeah. um, we're yeah, good it's sold. Sh- Perfect. We're good to ship it. <laughs> and we've got beta read. We've got a, a whole slew of beta readers and arc readers that go through this stuff. And if they're happy and they're like, yes, 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 when's the next one? That's all they ask. When's the next one? I just gave you this one, you know? <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. We do devour them pretty quickly sometimes. It's it's a that's love and hate thing, which is good. I mean, that's also why, I, you know, when it comes down to people like, don't bug the, I mean, let them know that you want the next one, but give yeah. it time. You got to trust the yeah. author's process. Don't rush yeah. them. Yeah. And you uh, said something earlier that I wanted to get back to really quickly. Yeah. Is you, it, it, you said something about this and this rings true to us we we're not in competition with anyone you're going to read our book and then you're going to burn through that and then you're on to the next author like we do not feel we're not really competitive people by nature but you, you said something about this this industry is 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 it is it's open and it's open for everybody and it's not like hey if you read my book you're not going to read their book like that's not how books work no <laughs> so yeah. we're all fans we're all supportive it's like it's easy to do that because we, we're not in it's, we're not in competition every artist of any medium always occupies their own lane always you can't help that it's it's like saying well who's your favorite band okay like i said the, the beatles if somebody would say does that mean you only listen to them no of course not it just means on any given day, I could pop Abbey Road on and be happy. But that doesn't mean you stop there. That would be ridiculous. 
So mm-hmm. sometimes yeah. if people that don't understand this industry kind of act like that, they don't last long because uh, it it's it, you can sniff it out pretty, pretty easily. It's like, no, just do your thing. And, and God bless everybody else, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's so much and there's always different varieties and th- different things. Yeah. I mean, you can be an MC, but also be the dragon shifter. And then you can also That's be right. like, yeah. there's, there's so many yeah. different ways to go about it. And you can be the undercover cop in that romantic suspense. But then now you're the alien also. I mean, like there's That's so many it. ways mm-hmm. that yeah. goes into it and you can jump to different genres. And then people are more le- recently have been more about the tropes, which I'm always like, I, okay, yeah, I, I, I that's great. But I want to know, is it paranormal? Great. Okay, good. I'm more about the genre girls. I think sometimes the tropes can give it away a little bit. I, I don't, yeah, I don't understand being trope centric. If, yeah. if that's what, if that's the path that, you know, you sniff right. out to get there, that's fine. Exactly. But I don't, I, I want to know as little about anything. Like I don't watch movie trailers. I don't even, I try to avoid even knowing who's going to be in a film. Oh, wow. Okay. Because that's how, you know, I'm, I'm old enough to work. Yeah, you should just go see a movie. Who's in it? I don't know, Kevin Costner. And you go see it and you're like, oh, shit, this is really good. Or that was a piece of shit, whatever. <laughs> but but you didn't know. So there's no there's less bias, I think. And we, we watch a lot of movies. And I tell you, this last year has been amazing. And a lot of it is just like, what is it? I don't know. It's Tar. Kate Blanchett's in it. Fine. And then my mind is just leaking out of my ears with how good it is, you know, and you're just going, I don't want to, I just want to tell people to see it. Don't look at what it's about. It doesn't matter. Just why do you want to know about what it is before you enjoy it? Like, I don't get yeah. that. I don't, I don't need a mini version of it before I consume it. Okay. So then, then I won't tell you about some of the readers that actually fast forward and figure out the happy ending at the end. And then they go continue reading it. <laughs> oh, I read the, I read the final three pages of every book. Oh, it makes <laughs> It makes me want to jump off a bridge. No, no. When I see her do it, I'm like, are you reading the end? Oh, oh. I read the end of the book before I start a book most times. It's harder to do on a Kindle. Yes. So I don't get to do like, but every time when I, when there was only paperback, I would read the last few pages before I would begin a book. Wow. I needed to make sure it was a happy ending and not a yeah. happy for now or a cliffhanger because I, I'm not about that. Yeah. I'm not about that noise. There is no happy for now or a happy or a cliffhanger. I had to have a happy ever after. Like that's my whole thing. So yeah, yeah. no, I would read the end of the book. So there's no it. there's no version of the kid died and the husband died, but in the end she was happy. Like no, no that's not. <laughs> that's not. Fly. Yeah, that's no. not romance. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. No. So I gave nope. you guys some homework, and yes. and yeah. uh, and I'm, I'm I will say I it was always a pet peeve of mine when teachers would give me homework and we wouldn't and then they wouldn't check it. So I'm not gonna do that to you guys. <laughs> And it's been so much fun getting to know you guys on this with this whole conversation. But I also like to dive a little bit deeper um, with uh, two truths and a lie. Okay. So I'm. <laughs> this is always fun because I'm like, how good of a liar you are. Um, <laughs> I mean, I talk to people all the time that write fiction and lies for a living. But that's it. That's, 
that's some, what fiction is. Yes, but sometimes you guys are really better at it in while you're writing it and getting things edited versus having this conversation. Um, okay. But also the creativeness too that comes into play. How this, you know, how people play this game is hilarious. <laughs> so we're gonna start with you, Piper. What are your three things? And and Jack, okay. I'm sure you know all this stuff anyway. So shh. Uh, <laughs> I know. I don't know what she's gonna say. We didn't. We didn't check each other's work. So okay. yeah. All right. Okay. So what are your three things? Right. Okay. I hate pizza. Like I'm personally offended by it. I used to do makeup for an eighties glam rock band. And I once played Patty Simcox in a stage production of Greece. Wow. Ooh, those are good. <laughs> Damn. See? And there's always those, those lovely things where the differences could be that she really likes pizza but she hates every all of them except for the pepperoni being her favorite so all how you plan it right right you know what i mean you're good you're You're very good (laughs) you know it could have been dancing in that neighborhood no yeah yeah, right or it could have been yes she did the makeup for a band but it wasn't a rock band it was a pop band or it wasn't you know or she didn't do the makeup she was the 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 thing it's just so this is where it gets intriguing who hurt you yeah man that is a good i like the way your mind works oh yeah that is good that's some good survival shit right there yeah it's always all those little things yep yep yep. she could have been a production but she wasn't that character she was a different one or a different production altogether you never know that is unbelievable all right so the options are very good piper thank you (laughs) no problem i want to say the lie though is that you hate pepper the the pizza is that a lie that is a lie with a caveat (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> see see you were right on it mm-hmm. oh my God. so the caveat is is i as tracy hated pizza when i switched to being piper davenport i had a piece of pizza and went huh maybe i don't hate it <laughs> and it's not just that there there i can't we came back from the, the cruise where I first wrote my first words on the, like I mentioned, I was, I was, had a horrible fever. Well, we both came off of that cruise with H1N2, which killed about 175,000 Americans that year, but nobody said anything about it. So, you know, when, when COVID came around, we took it really seriously because it, it was really similar to H1N2 loss of taste and smell. Yeah. Horrible fever, chest. I mean, it was the I sickest. I had pneumonia. Food. It was really oh, bad. It was fucking awful. So when the COVID thing came around, you know, it, there was no politics about it one way or the other. It was just like, I'm not fucking getting that. And no one I know is getting it because it sounds like a stooped up version of what we had a few years ago. And that shit was fucking horrible. Mm-hmm. So it was just, it's cut and dry about that. So we came back and we were just, raging fever horrible and we got into like the worst fight ever and she fought different i'm like i don't like piper fighting like <laughs> i want to talk to my first wife you know and, we, and i say it all the time like my first wife or my first husband because there are things that are different about davenport that are different to jackson there are things that are different to tracy that are different to piper and of course we know it's really us growing and changing as people and but but it some of it is a little close to the the Tracy didn't mess with that. Piper does like all the way from the sheets to the streets. And it's, it's, it's fun. Yeah. It gave us yeah. being pipe. Jack and Piper has given us the freedom to be who we yeah. are. 
Yeah. You know, and that's that's not nothing, man. Invent yeah. a new identity for yourself. Put on a new shirt and <laughs> and walk around in it and see how it feels, and and you might surprise yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. So, so it's, it was interesting because I, I really was like, if anybody mentioned pizza, yeah. I would be like, how dare you even say the word pizza? <laughs> I am so disgusted by it. We, and then now, like every now and then I'll be like, let's get pizza and I'm going to get combination. Like I'm going to get everything on it. Oh, wow. <laughs> <And they're> like, <laughs> like my kids are like, who are, are you? you? Yeah. Hyper Crazy. fucking Davenport. Remember? <laughs> no, we had, we, you know, back in the day when she was, when I was schlepping her around doing the band thing, you know, we had to put in our green room rider, like no pizza, no pizza. You can get us anything else. Like no pizza though. Cause everybody just, you know, feed the band, give them a pizza. It's like, which yeah. is normally fine. Right. And I wouldn't know. I wouldn't have cared, but she was like, no, no. fuck this. Yes. But see, <laughs> I'm glad. So that's the lie. That's the lie. You got her. You got you can't it. Tell it. <laughs> I could totally see her being uh, the makeup artist at a band, um, yes, and, and yes. also being yep. in in production as far as the the plays and stuff Greece. like that. Yes, for yes. sure. Yeah. So but, I could yeah. totally see her in that. And it was, and, and I, you know, it's funny because we we are going to rare Australia in April, and we're gonna pop over to New Zealand, um, and I'm hoping to get to see that band while i'm there a few of the guys were hoping to meet up for a drink or dinner or something while i'm there so it'll be really fun if we can you know organize schedules to see them yeah that'd be great yeah keep yeah. us posted on that be fun i would yeah yeah so jack your turn what are your three uh, things okay <laughs> well i as i mentioned i've i've worn many hats over over my my short time on this planet and uh, so I'm going to give you three jobs that I've had. Okay. And one of them is a fabrication of my imagination. Okay. So the first one is medical software technical support. The second one is freshwater tropical fish breeder. And the third is certified diving instructor. Those once again, medical software technician support, technical support, excuse me, Freshwater tropical fish breeder or certified diving instructor. Those are great, babe. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the better liar of the two of you us. You are so much the better liar than me. She hates playing games where I have I to lie. She's like, so good. I'm like, I don't lie to you. I swear to God, I hate lying. I hate yeah. liars. I but he's really it, good at it. But yeah. I'm really good at it. Yeah, but that's this is where the, this game can be fun in that yes. it could have been, you know, you did the, the technical support, but it wasn't the medical. It wasn't something else. Right. That's true. There's, uh, there are details in this. That's true. Yes. Those, those details. I chose my words carefully. Yes. Uh, I yes. <laughs> that, I, that I figured. Mm hmm. Let's see. I can totally see you doing the whole life, the, 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 the underwater, the certified water instructor. Certified diving instructor. Yeah. Mm hmm. Um, is the. I'm gonna go with the the fish breeder being the lie. You would be wrong. Okay. For about a year and a half, I mm -hmm. worked for a guy who tried to be he was it was very unsuccessful. Uh, freshwater tropical fish breeder. Hmm. Uh, we had 
dozens and dozens of tanks of various sizes, various species, and they all had different breeding habits. So you have to change their water and keep the alkaline and blah, blah, blah. And, and it's, it's really hard. It's really hard, but they're beautiful fish and they look like they would be salt water, but it was all freshwater. Very, very fun. That's why I was very young. That was before, before Piper. Mm -hmm. uh, medical software technical support I did for 10 years. That's yep. what I did before switching to writing. And I have never even uh, dove, dove, dived, divid into the water, <laughs> uh, I've, you know, snorkeled and stuff. But no, never been a certified diving instructor. Uh, that's something my mom liked to do, but I've never done it. Okay. But I look like I'd be a certified diving instructor. <laughs> well, I took it as the whole, because you are the adventurous type, to just fly off yes. and figure it yes. out kind of a thing. Yeah. I, yeah. And, that's and that, why. And it, and if I were to ever dive, I would just say, just give me all your gear in a swimming pool and I'll figure it out or drown like that. That would 100 percent how I would do it. So if I was a, a diving instructor, I would certainly not be certified. I'd be a pay cash before we go out on the boat. kind of guy. Yeah. You know, I know a guy that'll get us to the good spot. That would be me. <laughs> But yeah, okay, you did good too. So, so once again, you got busted, and I got away with the lie. See, this yeah. is not surprising. <laughs> no, it's not good. Not good. Story of my life is why I use my powers only for good. Good, yeah. <laughs> well, I was actually excited that uh, to talk to you guys because it was just you know getting to know two people that are they you know you guys seem so intriguing with what uh, I because I you know doing the research and d diving deeper into you guys knowing that you guys were going to be at Denver. And especially as a couple that also writes romance, not only, you know, as individuals, but separate, but also together. I'm like, that might be a good story. Yeah. <laughs> and that's really, the, when, when we started, you know, I told her, because she's like, I want you to do this, I want you to do this. And I sat her down and I said, look, this is never going to happen. Never in a million years. But what if I start writing and I become bigger than you? And she was like, ooh. And I go, this is your thing. <laughs> You, like if if all of a sudden you're taking a back seat to my thing again, I'm not good with that. Whether you're good with it or not, yeah. uh, you know, she's like, well, you know, it could happen and, I, and I'm OK with it. And I'm like, it's never going to happen. And it has I, like I've always said, I'm the opening band. She's the main act. You know, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for her. And I'm great with that. Doesn't diminish my work. I still work my ass off. I'm not saying she's a better writer or a worse writer or anything like that. It, it's, it's not about that. It's just about she's doing yeah. her best work. I'm doing my best work. And then together we get together and do our best work. And that's just that. There's no, no, no competition or weirdness even between us. So, but we do we function as a couple. We wouldn't yeah. be doing this alone. She wouldn't be doing yeah. it at the level she's doing it at alone. And I wouldn't be doing it at all. So it's, yeah. it, it's a package deal. Yeah. yeah. I like that. I love Remember. that. Or it's all about her. That's fine too. You know what I mean? And, uh, and that's one of the things too, that, that I was always very intrigued about. My husband and I are very similar in that, in that aspect. Uh, we've been married now for, you know, 20 years and, yeah, and he's awesome. very much about like, he, he never says no to me with the exception of robbing a bank and getting a boyfriend. Those are his only no's. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Right? You know, I, we were living in Miami and I'm like, hey, I think I want to go to culinary school. He's like, okay, when are we going? I'm like, what? Oh, okay. 
Sure. Oh, that's and, awesome. You know, he's very supportive. If you know whatever it is I want to do, he's there, and it's not something that I find a lot of either. Right? There's always a little bit of competition, yeah. or there's something else going on, and and sometimes I and I will admit, sometimes I'm like, can you just say no, just to just to to say no? I mean, like you always say yes. He goes, but I love you. I'm like, oh, no. okay, fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, and this and this one's insufferable because I can't. You know, I was just yes, 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 yeah. yes, yes. And then the times when I'm like, no, she's like, get your ass upstairs right now. <laughs> I mean, she is so turned on. Right. The, the, the times when I do have to just go, no, nah, that's not flying. You're out of your goddamn mind. Not even no. You know, it's like <laughs> she loves it. Yeah. So it's really, really funny. Yeah. You know? It's yeah. so rare. It's yeah. so rare that he says no. Yeah, it's fine. It's it was great. So before we go, because I would keep talking to you guys forever, I guess it looks like it. <laughs> are, are, are we are we in the record for the longest podcast at this point? I'm, I'm sorry. No, you're good. Honestly, if if it wasn't fun and if it wasn't going good, I probably would have been like, so we could we need to wrap this up. Right. But I've been <laughs> loving it. <laughs> Lightning round. Yeah. <laughs> Name three colors. Well, yeah. thank you. My guess has been. <laughs> Goodness. So before we go, do tell us what's going on next for you guys as far as what's your what you're currently working on, if you can share, and then what's coming out first, you know, next. Uh, Spike is uh, Jack's next book. We're hoping to have that out next month. I don't know that it's going to happen. And then, but we're working, we're hoping to have it out. I don't think we'll have, oh, well, we might have it out before Denver. Okay. And then Boundless, which is the first in the spinoff of my paranormal series. That's the one that went to New York Times. So, so fans of the immortal Scottish Vikings, uh, right. that series is wrapped up the Caldane series. So Bound by Blood, Bound by Fire, all those books. That that first series is wrapped up with Bound by Fate. And then this was this was one of those ones where I sort of got the idea because she was done. She was very much done with the series. And I was like, well, we could, you know, and <laughs> I got this, really, this B up my, my in my bonnet about it. And uh, so she's like, well, OK, so we're, we're working on that one together. And that um, that'll come out at some point. But that, yeah, that's 20 years into the future with these characters. Yeah. So it's it's going to be really really fun. It's the next play. generation. Oh, we love that when that happens. Yeah, mm -hmm. but it's also the older generation because they are practically mm -hmm. immortal. immortal. So you got mm -hmm. you know got the old cast coming out. Uh, it, but this is the these these people have lived in the shadows for centuries. They actually predate mankind. But uh, with the rise of man, you know they they've had to sort of live secretly. You know and and they are now going to be out and proud and that'll be 20 years from now. And, and what that means for everything, you know, imagine you found out there were other people that were better than humans that have been around longer than you and will be around long after you're gone. It's, it would be, it would be a strange thing. So we're playing in that world. So there's always ideas, always new plots, always new characters that you want to address or old secondary characters that you go, Oh, it's time for their story or mm -hmm. Never at a loss for ideas. Only yeah. hours in the day. Yeah. <laughs> we're, try we're trying to get these two books wrapped up before we go to Australia and New Zealand because not much writing happens while we're on the road. So mm -hmm. um, if we can get those done and have a little bit of time off and then um, get back to writing when we get back in May, June, 
Wow. So okay. we'll have two books done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty, Sheesh. pretty flat. But yeah. <laughs> it's a good schedule there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then Scot- Scotland in 25 and we hope to. 24. 2024. 24. Yeah. And yeah. we hope to get a cruise in at some point because we love to do cruises, signing mm-hmm. cruises, all sorts of just, you know, the plans and the, the never, mm-hmm. never a dull moment around here. Nice. Nope. Nice. Yeah. Well, thank you guys both for you for taking the time to hang out with me and chatting. Appreciate it. Well, you've been thank amazing. You for having us. Thanks. Yeah, it's, yeah, been, it's, it's fun. Really I, fun. I will be including both of your information as far as websites and social media so everybody can follow you, Perfect. including the stuff for the Spotify, because now I'm going to be downloading that music. <laughs> yeah, just look for the Davenport Family Band. Yeah. Perfect. And uh, that first one, it's sort of a rock country slash country rock. Uh, you know, we, we country fried the rock songs a little and rocked out the country songs a little and did that. And uh, our, but, uh, our oldest son sings like a bird and plays bass like the devil. And our <laughs> youngest son sings bass. So we're all on there. And plus we have other people that have played in my studio throughout the years. We we gave them honorary. Everybody got an honorary Davenport name. So uh-huh. We did that one. It's called Welcome to the Family. And then we're hoping we're, we're actually in the midst of working on an 80s one will be the next one. It's just all 80s songs. So we just, you know, we get in, have a good time and and very, very fun and cathartic for us to, to still sing and play together as a family. Yeah, definitely have to like each other to hang out that much. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we do. Yeah, and apparently we do. It's weird. Yeah. I know. It's a good thing. It's a, like this. Good we energy. Like it's weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's good energy. But we'll I'll make sure to include all that information over at the landing page for this episode at Vivian Enchantress the Books. And until next time, everyone, happy listening. Thank you to all of our audiobook-loving podcast Patreon. Special thanks to Nixley Zenner, Carol Liebner, Brittany Robinette Leiter, Don Darch, Michelle Bastard, Brandy Schmidt, April Branson, The audiobook-loving podcast has special Patreon access levels. Join today to receive benefits including early access to episodes, shout-outs, special exclusive content, and much more. Support the podcast by becoming a Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash audiobookloving. We thank you for your support. Thank you for joining us on the Audiobook Lovin' Podcast, hosted by Viviana Enchantress of Books. For links and more information discussed in today's episode, previous podcasts, or the Audiobook Lovin' series, please visit our website, vivianaenchantressofbooks.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a positive review wherever you listen to our podcast. Until next time, happy listening. <laughs>